Our reading was from the book of Amos and from chapter 4. Who was Amos? Amos was a simple man who lived in a town called Tekoa. Insan, basit, adi, yimkin, nidran un, ash bibaldi, janub urshalim, southeast of Jerusalem, janub shar urshalim around 20 kilometers from uh, the city of Jerusalem, towards the southeast. Country that was hilly, uh, on the edge of the desert that goes down towards the Dead Sea. A place uh, that was not very green, a place uh, that was uh, dry, a place where people would have some difficulty gaining a uh, livelihood. What time, what year was his ministry? Around 800 years before Christ. Some people think that uh, the years when he ministered might have been around the year 750, 760 before Christ. Now he mentions at uh, at the beginning of uh, the book, Chapter 1 and verse 1, he mentions uh, two years before the earthquake. And this earthquake is actually mentioned again in the uh, book of Zechariah, chapter 14 and uh, verse 5. Like as ye fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of uh, Judah. Amos is likely the very first of the prophets who wrote, sometimes called the writing prophets. من الأنبياء يلي كتبوا عموس هو لربما الأول. Now, of course, there were prophets who preceded uh, uh, him, such as, uh, for instance, uh, Samuel, but uh, we do not know who wrote the books which bear the name of, uh, uh, of Samuel. Amos was, by profession, a shepherd and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. Amos chapter 7, verses 14 and 15. Then answered Amos and said to Amaziah, I am no prophet, neither am I a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock, and the Lord said unto me, Go prophesy unto my people Israel. Now these were days when the kingdom was divided. Remember, there was one kingdom under David, and one kingdom under his son Solomon. But when Solomon died, the kingdom was divided. The northern tribes, ten tribes, Asher, Qabail, Biljiz, Ashimelim, Al-Ard, and the southern part, which remained loyal to the house of David, 
and that southern part included the city of uh, Jerusalem. So these are the times when that division took place. أوقات عموس لما هي أوقات انقسام المملكة. The northern part was known as Israel. The southern part was known as Judah. Israel, the northern part, the ten tribes, the ones who left the rule of the house of David, they had outward prosperity. Izdihar خارجي. But Spiritually speaking, they were idolatrous. And let's read about that in 1 Kings chapter 12. 1 Kings chapter 12 and uh, verse 26. 1 Kings 12. And First uh, Kings 12 and verse uh, 26. And Jeroboam, the first king of the northern kingdom. Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David, if this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah, and then they shall kill me, and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And in the same uh, passage, First uh, Kings 12, uh, look at verse 32. Uh, it says that he ordained a feast. Uh, like unto the feast that is in Judah, he offered on the altar sacrifice to the cal- to the calves, uh, had priests for the high places that he made, offered upon the altar in Bethel at a certain time, which he had devised of his own heart, of his own heart. The northern kingdom split away from the house of David, and Jeroboam said, if they go to Jerusalem their heart will yearn for the house of David. So I don't want them to go to Jerusalem and worship in the temple there. And so he placed golden calves uh, in, uh, uh, in, Bethel, uh, in Bethel. Going back to the book of Amos and chapter 4, let's look through uh, the chapter a little bit quickly, and then we want to focus in a particular way uh, on verse 12. Beginning of the chapter, hear this word, ye cows of Bashan, that are in the mountain of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the, uh, the uh, greedy. Here he is addressing those who are prosperous and those who are wealthy, and what do they do with their prosperity and with their wealth? They are cruel, they are unkind, they are unjust. To, towards those who are poor and uh, needy. Uh, ye cows of uh, Bashan. Uh, when you think of a cow, a cow is a large uh, creature. And what can a cow or a bull do? Well, they can do a good deal of damage. <laughs> uh, they can break things. They might not be animals that are very fast, but they are, but they are very 
big, and if they throw their weight around, uh, uh, they can uh, cause a lot of uh, harm. You fatten yourself upon the mountain of uh, Samaria, and you crush uh, the needy, possibly through taxes, possibly through uh, perversion of justice, and uh, exercising of influence in ways that one might call extortion, various ways in which certain people who have wealth and who have influence end up treating others uh, unjustly and benefiting uh, uh, from that. The Lord God has sworn. The Lord God has sworn. The Bible tells us that God does not lie, and when he swears, it confirms it in a double uh, way, we might say. Has sworn by his holiness, and his name is holy. And it is this holiness which condemns them. The day will come when he will take you away with hooks. He's talking about people who are wicked and people who behave unjustly towards others. He compares them to cows. And then he says you'll be taken away with hooks. And uh, if you think of a cow or a bull, well, some of those animals end up going to the slaughterhouse. Al-Maslach. And hooks are used as uh, those animals are uh, slaughtered. Uh, you will be taken uh, with hooks. You'll go out at the breaches. Now, what is this speaking of in uh, verse uh, uh, 13? When there is a siege, what happens sometimes, the people inside are in dire straits, the people inside are hungry, thirsty, the people inside are uh, suffering deprivation. Then the time comes when the enemy might make a breach through the walls, might knock down a certain portion of the walls. What happens is the people who are inside sometimes try to, if they can, run away through this breach, uh, make their way out in some way uh, or uh, the other. Come to Bethel and transgress. Irony, sukhri, uh, uh, come to Gilgal and multiply trans, uh, transgression. Come to Bethel, remember uh, that Jeroboam set up the golden uh, calves in uh, uh, Bethel. Uh, in Bethel. Come and, and, and do your religious one, two, three. Come and bring your sacrifices and bring uh, your uh, tithes. They had a tendency to religious observances but of course, things that were outward and superficial and not according to uh, God's word. What did he uh, uh, tell them? Uh, uh, bring your sacrifices, bring uh, your uh, tithes, uh, offer a sacrifice, uh, and do the things that you uh, love uh, uh, to do. Uh, come and multiply your transgressions, uh, uh, verse 4. And I have given you cleanness of teeth, cleanness of teeth in all uh, your uh, cities. I've given you hunger, a lack of, uh, uh, of food, uh, want of, uh, of bread. Uh, more than once the Bible mentions uh, famine uh, brought upon the people.
withholding of uh, rain, uh, when there's yet three months to the harvest, a time when the harvest needs rain, there's, uh, the Lord withheld uh, rain so that the crop dried up and withered away. All things uh, are uh, in, uh, in his uh, control. Notice what else he says in verse 7. Very interesting. He says, I caused it to rain upon one city and not to rain upon another uh, city. Not to rain uh, upon uh, uh, another city. Sometimes what happens is, let's say, let's say, uh, I don't like Sister Diana. So what I do is, I go to uh, the building where she lives, I take a rock with me, I throw it through uh, her window, I break her window, and then I run and hide away uh, and hide among a group of people. And I say to myself, well, the police aren't going to come and shoot at me because I'm in a group of people. All right? Sometimes this happens in war situations. Certain people know that an enemy is strong, so what do they do? They fire upon him from where? From residential areas. And they say to themselves, they won't fire back. They're very strong and they've got uh, rockets and missiles and who knows what, but they can't fire back on me because... I'm in a residential area, and they will kill a large number of civilians. Well, guess what? The Lord can make it rain on one place and not rain on another. Not rain on uh, uh, another. The Lord can judge where he wants to judge. He can make judgment fall on the head of a pin if he wants to. Uh, uh, he can make the fleece dry and the ground around it wet, uh, or uh, the fleece wet and uh, the uh, ground around it uh, uh, dry. Jildet el kharuf tkun shu neshfi u hawaleya mai, au tkun mabluli u hawaleya neshfi el ard neshfi. You know, sometimes we as believers say. The Lord is judging the world for its wickedness. Poor me. The Lord is judging everyone and I am getting part of that judgment. The Lord doesn't spray judgment like water on a crowd of people and, oh, I just happened to be there as if he could not keep me from it. He can and does protect his uh, children. There was darkness over the land of Egypt, the Bible tells us, but there was light in the house of the people. He that dwells, Psalm 91 and verses 1, and we'll also mention verse 4 and verse 7, the one who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will trust, and a thousand will fall at your right hand at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. The Lord makes it to rain on one place and not to rain on uh, 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 on another. 
He knows how to deliver, the Bible says, the godly out of temptations. Two or three cities wandered to one city. Why didn't they wander to the Lord? <laughs> Instead of wandering to the other city. When they wandered to the other city, they were not satisfied. And... You did not return to me, uh, says the Lord. I've smitten you uh, with blight and mildew, things which affect what uh, the gardens and the vineyards, as he uh, says, fig trees and olive uh, trees. And remember that agriculture was a very important part of their livelihood. For us in these days, uh, the importance of agriculture, not what, not to be compared with how important it was to them in uh, those days. Uh, but you've not returned to me, says the Lord. I've sent among you pestilence, and I've sent among you uh, the the sword. I've taken away your horses. The stench of your camps has come up unto your nostrils. The stench, likely the stench of of, uh, of death. Horses are mentioned as dying and, and people are mentioned uh, as uh, dying. I've overthrown some of you as Sodom and Gomorrah were uh, overthrown and yet you have not uh, returned to me. The Lord working in such a way, bringing judgment. Ah, I'm going to judge them. Notice he says, you didn't return to me so that his purpose is to bring them back as opposed to some kind of sadistic desire that someone might exercise. He did not uh, return to me. Hosea chapter 2 and verses 6 and 7. Behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns and make a wall that she shall not find her path. And she shall follow after her lovers, but she shall not overtake them. She shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband, for then was it better with me than now. Hedging up their way, closing doors in their face, making situations difficult. But they did not return. And since they did not return, verse uh, 6, end of the verse, since they did not return, verse 8, end of the verse, and the same at the end of verse 9 uh, and 10 and 11, then we have this warning, this warning of verse 12. Because I will do this unto thee, O Israel, prepare to meet your God. Prepare to meet your God. Someone has said a siren, an alarm, is not a beautiful sound. But if it keeps your car from being stolen, if it keeps your house from being burglarized or being burned down, then a siren, an alarm, and a and 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 an alarm can be very beautiful and certainly very valuable. 
Psalm, uh, Proverbs, excuse me, Proverbs 22 and verse 3. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. Proverbs 22 and verse 3. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. He receives warning. But the simple man passes on and is uh, uh, punished. One of the interesting things about the Titanic was how many warnings it received that there was ice, that there were icebergs in its path. Uh, in its path, at least six or seven warnings from other ships which were in the same general uh, uh, vicinity. One ship said uh, icebergs and field ice. Another ship said large quantities of ice. A third ship said, I just passed two large icebergs. Another ship, much ice reported. Uh, Another ship, Three large icebergs five miles to the south of us, uh, heavy pack ice, and a great number of, of large icebergs. One ship, perhaps the closest, said, I am stopped and surrounded by ice. At one point, the telegraph worker on the Titanic He had a backlog, an accumulation of messages that the passengers wanted to send, and he was sick and tired of ships warning him of ice. So one of the ships that warned him of ice, he wrote back to it and said, shut up. And over 1,500 people died because warnings were not taken. The Lord warned Adam, when you eat from this tree, in that day you will die. The Lord worked through Noah. Now, we don't know much of uh, Noah in terms of his ministry. We know that it took 120 years to build uh, the ark. And we know from Second Peter, we know that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And just the presence of the ark, but add to it the fact that he was a preacher of righteousness, he had a testimony, this was a warning. People did not heed it. Sodom and and Gomorrah were destroyed by fire and brimstone from the Lord, but they had warning. First of all, they had Lot who lived among them. Now, he did not have a great testimony, but at the same time, he knew the truth. But we could mention other things uh, as well. When the angels came and they performed the miracle of smiting those who were outside the house with blindness, this was a a warning. When Lot said to uh, uh, his daughter's uh, husbands, the city is going to be destroyed, Now they thought that he mocked, but it was a warning. When the angels removed Lot 
and family from the city. It was a warning. The Lord Jesus Christ warned the people of his time, Luke 23 and beginning with verse 28. Daughters of Jerusalem, as he was on his way to the cross, don't weep for me, weep for yourselves and your children. The days are coming when they will say, blessed are the barren. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things with the green tree, what shall be done in uh, the dry? Warnings are given. Prepare to meet uh, your God. The word prepare is a word that has to do with being firm, with being established, with being correct. It is a word that apparently is used for a house that's properly built on, let's say, pillars uh, or perhaps foundation. A soldier who is holding a defensive, uh, uh, who is holding a position and defending it against an attack, makes sure that he has good footing, uh, that he is solidly planted. Uh, on the ground so that he does not fall easily when his position comes under attack. Prepare to meet your God. Isaiah 45 and verse 9 says, Woe unto him who strives with his maker. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, What makest thou? Proverbs 21 and verse 30 says, There's no wisdom, there's no understanding, there's no counsel against the Lord. Someday, each and every one of us will stand before God. Look at verse 13. Lo, he that formed the mountains, that creates the wind, and declares unto man what is his thought, who makes the morning darkness, and treads upon the high places of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts, is his uh, name. His power is seen in the world of uh, nature. He forms uh, the mountains. Psalm 65 and verse 6, by his strength, he sets fast the mountains being girded with power. Al-Muthabbit, Al-Jibal, Bi-Quwwatihi, Al-Mutanattiq, Bil-Qudra. He's the one who creates the wind. Uh, it says in Psalm 135 and verse 7, He brings the wind out of his treasuries. He makes the morning into darkness. He turns the day into uh, night. He walks upon the mountain tops. He treads upon the high places of uh, the earth. Uh, Nahum chapter 1 and verse 3 uh, he has his way in the whirlwind. The clouds are the dust of his feet. The Lord, the God of hosts, multitudes are under his uh, authority. Multitudes of angels do his bidding. His children, who can number them? 
as the stars of the sky and as the sand of the seashore. He rules over wicked spirits and powers of darkness. All are under his authority. And what else does it say about him? Who declares unto man what is his thought. Who declares unto man what is his uh, thought. Remember when Nebuchadnezzar had uh, uh, a dream? And he said, I want someone to give me the interpretation of the dream. And they told him, well, tell us what the dream was. And then we'll give you an interpretation. He said, no, that's too easy. I know that you can make something up. You tell me what the dream was. And the wise men of the kingdom were not able to give him what he wanted. And then the Lord revealed it to Daniel and to his friends as they prayed. And Daniel said, the secret which the king desires, the soothsayers and the wise men, they they cannot reveal it, but there is a God in him who declares unto man what is uh, his thought. He knows every thought, every motive. Uh, Psalm 139 and verse 2, you understand my thought from afar. Ecclesiastes 12.4 uh, 1214, excuse me, uh, the Lord will bring every work into judgment and every secret thing. He will judge the secrets of men, Romans 2.16. His word, Hebrews 4.12, uh, is what? Uh, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Uh, and who must prepare to meet him? All must prepare to meet him. Prepare to meet your God, the one who created you. Daniel chapter 5 and verse 23, Belshazzar the king, the hand appeared. You have been weighed in the balances and you have been found wanting. And Daniel came and interpreted what was written and told the king, Daniel 5.23, you've lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven. You have brought vessels from his house. You and your lords, your wives and your concubines, you have drunk wine in them. You've praised the gods of silver Gold, brass, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see, do not hear, do not know. And the God in whose hand your breath is, and whose are all thy ways, you have not glorified. With certainty, all will be summoned. With certainty, all will give an account of every deed and of every thought. When will this take place? Time is short, time is uncertain. How can we, in such a situation, ever emerge in one piece? Prepare to meet your God. Think of the example of others. When God speaks, the Bible says in Psalm 95, quoted in Hebrews chapter 3, Today, if you hear your voice, harden not your hearts. As in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, Psalm 95, 7. They tempted me, they proved me, they saw my work, they died in the wilderness. 
What will we lose if we are unprepared? If we do not know the Lord, if we have not come unto him in repentance and faith, we have not received his Son as our Savior, if we have not placed our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, the one who died as our substitute in our place on the cross, rose again, if this is not your experience, or mine, whoever it is, then I will lose myself forever. The Bible says the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever. I should not strive with God. I should not contend with God. I should surrender. I should uh, uh, obey But people do not prepare. Why do they not prepare? Perhaps for a variety of reasons. Let me mention a few things very quickly. Some people are ignorant in the sense that they do not read God's word. But among men, they say ignorance of the law is no excuse. And then this ignorance is not as deep and, or as real as some people say, because the Bible tells us that God has not left himself without a witness. The Bible tells us that the invisible things of, uh, of God are known through creation. Romans chapter 1 and, and 2, creation and conscience, witness to the truth. Why do people not prepare Because they fall for the deceitfulness of sin and of the devil. Interesting little saying that I ran across. The devil takes sinners to hell by a winding staircase. Spiral staircase. They don't see the bottom until they get there. (laughs) At least in some cases I think this may be true. The Bible tells us this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness more than light because their deeds were evil. How many times in the world do you see? And in various ways we experience this. The power of an addiction, something that we know is harmful, we know is going to lead to all sorts of negative consequences and yet we engage in it no matter what. Romans 1.32 Knowing the judgment of God, that they who commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Why are people not prepared? Because they postpone. Because they postpone. Remember Felix, Acts chapter 24. He trembled as Paul spoke. ارتجى فيليكس بينما كان بولس يتكلم عن البر وعن الدينوني القادمي righteousness, temperance, judgment to come and then Felix said go your way when I have convenient season I will call for you اذهب متى حصلت على وقت برجع ببعث وراك the Bible tells us not to boast of tomorrow ما نفتخر بالغد the Bible tells us we should not say we'll enter the city and buy and sell. James chapter 4. 
We don't know what will happen the next day. What is our life? A vapor that appears for a short time and then is gone. So we should say, if God wills, we will enter the city and buy and sell. Prepare to meet thy God. And what will man say when he meets God? I tried to be good. I went to church once in a while. I sang songs at church. I put money in the offering plate. But salvation does not lie in these things. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What will we say when we meet God and we are not prepared? There were too many hypocrites. I had a friend who said he was a Christian and his life was terrible. Yes, he will give an account of himself and you will give an account of yourself. This is what God's word uh, tells us. How shall we escape? If we neglect so great a salvation, uh, look in the book of Amos at uh, chapter 9 and verses 2 and 3. Though they dig into hell, from there my hand will take them. Though they climb up to heaven, from there will I bring them down. Though they hide themselves at the top of Carmel, that is Mount Carmel, I will search and take them out from there. And though they, may, though they be hidden from my sight in the bottom of the sea, there uh, will I command the serpent and he shall bite them. Prepare to meet, to meet your God. It's interesting that God prepared to meet us. God prepared to meet us. In what sense? The Lord Jesus is about to come. What happens for hundreds of years preceding and more than that? Prophecies preparing for his coming. And prophecies, including, uh, included among those prophecies, prophecy of the forerunner, John the Baptist. The one who would prepare the way for God to meet man. And if God prepared to meet us, shouldn't we prepare to meet him? If I meet him on my own, if I meet him alone, if I meet him in and of myself, it will not go well. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 2, Who may abide the day of his coming? Who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. If I meet him rejecting his mercy, I meet him as a rebel. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 28. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sorer punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant with which he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. I should not 
meet him on my own. I should not meet him alone. The Bible tells us we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous, an intercessor, a lawyer, uh, if you will, Satan, my accuser, accuses me before God night and day. And there is plenty of evidence, certainly enough evidence to convict me several times uh, over. And the law says that the soul that sins, it shall die. But then there is an advocate. There is a lawyer. There is an intercessor. The Lord Jesus Christ, who says that I took this guilt upon me. I died in the place of this one. I paid the price for his redemption. And the gavel comes down and the verdict is pronounced. We find you accepted in the beloved accepted in the beloved who shall lay anything to the charge Romans 8.33 of God's elect it is God who justifies who is he that condemns it is Christ that died yea rather that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us the Lord Jesus said in my father's house there are many mansions I go to prepare, to prepare a place for you. And someone has said that heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. For those who are prepared to meet their God because they have met him already in the person of Christ. In the person of Christ. Why should judgment be your portion? Ezekiel 33 and verse 11. Say unto them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from uh, your, your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? I should meet him in repentance and faith, and I should meet him as his child, Every day in prayer and in his word, I should walk with him as Enoch did for 300 years after Methuselah was born. And then, when I think of meeting him, I can say with Paul, we are of good cheer and prefer to be absent from the body and at home at home with the Lord. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, I am ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but to all them also, who love his appearing. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 11 says, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you. 
given unto you. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. An abundant entrance. In Pilgrim's Progress, when valiant for faith, valiant for faith, the Jabbar Iman crossed the river, what does John Bunyan say? And so he went over. And all the trumpets sounded for him on the other side. I say unto you, Israel, prepare, prepare to meet your God. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for all who served you of old, prophets who bore your message faithfully, sacrificially, facing enmity from wicked men. We thank you for your servant Amos, a shepherd, a gatherer of sycamore fruit, sent to another place, to the northern kingdom, to rebuke them for their idolatry. We thank you for your long-suffering. Once and again you dealt with the people in various ways, and yet they did not return. And so, worship those calves even more in Bethel. Continue in your evil ways. If you so desire but know that God will do this that God will act O Israel prepare to meet your God we pray for any who hear these words who do not know you as Savior that you would speak to their hearts so that they might come unto you in repentance and in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who died in our place as our substitute bearing the punishment for our sin and rose again so that we would believe in him and have in him forgiveness of sins and life everlasting. We pray, Lord, for your children, that you would help us to be not just prepared through our faith in you, but more and more prepared, more and more meeting you now, more and more living for you now and in fellowship with you, more and more walking with you, until that time comes when we stand before you accepted in the beloved, in the great advocate and intercessor, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. An abundant entrance shall be ministered unto you. 
help us also to prepare for that time when we will be with you forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.